we're back with prime time, May the 12th, 1986. I have a glass of malt. No, I don't. It's cranberry juice, actually. But, you know, you have to be... You have to keep your um, your body clean at my age, my advanced years. And uh, we've just seen the Miami Vice spoof. Was it called Fuji Vice? It was earlier in the day. I... Yeah, so now let's see what we've got here, which is I'm Mike Sharp versus Corporal Kirshner. Oh, dear. Here we go. back wrestling fans and Bobby we're going to get back into what primetime wrestling is all about and that is wrestling Iron Mike Sharp one of the premier wrestlers here in the World Wrestling Federation premier wrestlers I know a dear friend of yours. he's not though is he he wasn't really he was sort of second string guy really he wasn't a premier wrestler I don't think Tremendous matchup coming to you direct from the Joe Louis And as I said last week they really tried to push Corporal Kirsten didn't they but he really came off as a kind of um, pale copy of Sergeant Slaughter really here we go. Here he comes. Weighing 265 pounds, Iron Mike Sharp. I do like Iron Mike Sharp. He's shown himself very well over these prime tire episodes. His opponent from Fort Bragg, North Carolina, the pride of the 82nd Airborne at 255 pounds, Corporal Kirschner. Well, it's not very hard, Jack Reynolds, to decide who's the most popular in this one. As immediately upon the appearance of Corporal Kirshner out of the tunnel, American flags sprung up all over. Joe yep, he's, uh, he's carrying old glory, of course. He didn't stay for that long, did he, in the Mike WWF? Sharp. I don't think. Mike, not only a big, strong man, but also Have a look, uh, see where he went. A lot of speed in the ring for a big man, and boy, I'll tell you, he has been there in some. He's got some moves that you'll see. Couple Kirshner. Michael James Pennzoil. He appeared in uh, NJPW, Wing, the IWA, Japan, and Frontier Martial Arts. Oh, he was under the, the, the mask as Leatherface. Ah, oh, he, oh, he's passed, sadly. Passed in 2021, 64. Oh, blimey. He was from the 82nd Airborne. They weren't joshing about that at all. They're three years, 84 to 87. So he was leaving the following year, went to Stampede, New Japan. I mean, he had a pretty good career, I suppose. Collared elbow hookup and Mike Sharp went right for the wrist lock. Standing wrist lock being applied. A reverse and a hammer lock by Corporal Kirshner. Ducked right underneath. I am Mike selling this well. Jump, it's jumping up for some reason. Kind of jumping up to try and... Oh, it, it, oh right, to make it look like Kirshner's pulling him up with the hammer lock. You know, because he's so strong. Still applying the pressure. Kicks out. Beautiful monkey flip. Arm drag in there. Yep, arm drag. Mike Sharp. Mike's bailed. Of course he has. 
Wanting to get out of the square circle. Two big men in that ring. Oh, yeah. Again, Iron Mike Sharp having all kinds of problems with that one corner of ringside. Fans voicing their displeasure at him, and he taking a great deal of exception to it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what's shouting, wimpy, wimpy, wimpy. Maybe they want some kind of burger, but I don't think it's a reference to that. So far, Corporal Kirshner with the better of it. Reverse wrist lock. And a reverse. Nice takeover and a kick. More arm drugs from Kirshner. More bailing from Iron Mike Sharp. Yeah. Mike Sharp, it seems Jack Reynolds trying to find a friendly Jack Reynolds. inside of Joe Lewis Arena. Oh, interesting. Have I heard of this gentleman? The offense to this match. But uh, so far, uh, it's it's been pretty even. Well, it was a... All right. Mike Sharp, once again, back right, in the Right, he was a broadcaster, yes. Play-by-play -play voice, yes. Well, he did... Both men did a lot. He did a lot of professional wrestling. Started in '75 with the IWA. Blimey! Very good point, Jack. Especially Iron Mike Sharp likes to go the roughhouse way, but he can go anywhere you want. He's oh, yeah. got all the moves. Look at Corporal playing tremendous headlock. Well, Kirshner's trying to work the headlock, and he's he's selling it by sort of shaking it. He's shaking the, the headlock. I've never seen that before, and uh, I think I know why. It looks terrible. And a kick out. Again with the side headlock. And again. He's shaking it again. It looks awful. He's not a submission hold. That headache and pounding in the head of Iron Mike Sharp is going to just intensify. Here we go, shaking again. It's just awful. Such it'll begin to affect his thinking in the ring, and I think the corporal is hoping that when that happens, Iron Mike Sharp will make a tactical error, and the corporal may gain a quick fall. Both men maneuvering right now, flying for position. Corporal down, sharp over. Hip toss. Oh, sharp reverse the hip toss. Yeah, reverse hip toss. Very nice. Yeah. Drop kicks from Kirshner. Uh oh. Right out on our table at ringside. You can probably hear Iron Mike Sharp right now. He felt the effects of those two tremendous drop kicks by Coco Kirshner. Now, Jack, Iron Mike Sharp saying he's had enough. I'm oh, no. heading for the dressing room. He's going. He's off. He's going all the way into the tunnel. Yeah, he's gone into the tunnel. He's having a great deal of problems in the Joe Lewis Arena. Iron Mike Sharp will undoubtedly have to return to the squared circle. He is going to have to. Oh, he has done. He wouldn't have to do it though. He could just go home if he wanted to. You lose the winner's purse. Yeah, yeah winner's purse. Bobby, what is Iron Mike waiting for? A special dispensation from the Pope or something to get into this match? It looks to me like Iron Mike Sharp is setting up. Setting up. Carl Camouflage. He's going to suck her in. Highly unlikely. Let's go back down to the Joe Louis Arena right now. Immediate disqualification. 
Yeah, he comes, he's back. There's a bloke sitting in the on the aisle who um, clearly is employed by the Joe Lewis Arena or the WWF, who whenever a wrestler, it happened earlier with Bret Hart, whenever a wrestler walks towards the back, he gets up and follows him. Don't know whether he's security or what, but as if he's leading him home. I said, I walk you home. A bit weird. And immediately, Corporal Kirshner grabbing at the back of the neck. Grabbing at the back of the neck as he went down very, very hard. Yeah, he missed the drop kick. And, he came down and now he's hurt. Spreading his whole body weight out. Back in a clock position. He'll win that, won't he, Kirshner? Can't let Brian Mike Sharp beat Kirshner when they're trying to get him over. Big back body drop. Now Iron Mike Sharp on top. Two and a kick up. The momentum of this one has certainly shifted, Jack. Oh, Iron doesn't like that. It's gone straight to the ref to remonstrate. Remonstrates with him. The referee may have given the corporal enough time to regain some sense of balance, but now he goes right back after him. Sharp into the turnbuckle right now. Look at that. Nothing doing. He reversed it. And it's sharp into the turnbuckle. Now the corporal coming back. Oh, that was quite nice from the corp, actually. Uh, there's nobody home in the corner, and uh, he somersaulted into the corner and out onto the concrete. Quite nice, actually, that. Very nice, in fact. Mike Sharp able to move out of the way, and Corporal Kirshner went flying out of the ring. I just told him that. Mike Sharp very anxious to get back at the Corporal. Corporal hurting right now. Iron Mike Sharp in the ring. Grabbing at the hair of Corporal Kirshner. Potting away into the sternum area. Laid him across the top rope, had all the leverage that just hammered. Say a blow like that could easily crack a sternum bone. You and I both know how brittle that is to begin with. And certainly not designed to take that kind of a blow. Sharp going back outside the ring, trying to do as much damage as he can to the corporal. Yeah. Sharp likes to wants to keep the corp on the ground, and now he's um, on the second rope, pointing at the fans. They uh, uh, well cheering because the camera's in front of him. But generally, they don't like Iron. Of course, they don't. Again to the back of the neck. Working on that back of the neck. Well, flying cross body from Kirshner didn't look that good. It was a bit lumpen, to be honest. Mind you, Iron went down very smoothly with him. Sunset flip, sunset flip. Oh, that's a big clubbing blow to the back of the head by Iron Mike. Go on, Iron, stopping him. Both men would like to win this match right now. No, I reckon one, one man is thinking, I really don't want to win this. Maybe I'll just go out to the back and go home. For goodness sake. Another whip. Right in 
Love that. Don't hear that often enough these days, the bread basket. Iron Mike right now. Slingshot, slingshot. Stop. Stop repeating what he's saying, Aang. It was in the ring. Action. The ref doesn't like that, um, that Mike. Stomps in the corner, he stopped him. Got a fight to get out of there. He's going up on top. Here we go. It's going to be some kind of flip from Kirshner. It is out the corner. Not that good. Punchers. Only just rolled him up. I thought it was going to be a suplex, i.e., a wrestling move. But really, well, you know, a better wrestling move than rolling him up. And that was alright, Samoan drop, that was okay from Kirshner, not bad at all. Oh, he got the pin from that, from a Samoan drop, could you believe it? I mean, he did, he did deliver it quite well, but um, a pin from that. Looks a bit tired, Kirshner. He's doing it now, Corporal Kirshner. Kirschner. That is a tremendous win for Corporal Kirschner. It's not a tremendous win, is it? Iron Mark Sharp usually loses, doesn't he? On Prime Time, we've seen it many times. Comes down with all his weight on top of him. Alertly hooks the leg, bridges across, and there's a count of three. Wow, I never thought Corporal... What are you doing, Bobby? <laughs> what are you... Bobby's Corporal. looking through a plant here. Camouflage your feel at home. Oh, please. <laughs> you actually think that that's, that's humorous, don't you? No, I'm just trying to make him feel at home. He couldn't even find me behind some cheap plant. Boy, he certainly found Iron Mike Sharp, though. I didn't expect him to get a win of that nature. I using, didn't either. Using his patented backdrop on him. No, I didn't either. Mike Sharp. Oh, they call it a backdrop no, at this time, then. He needs a good tag team partner. Somebody that he can trust and somebody he can depend on to go in and... Uh, do a few numbers on a couple of guys I can think of. Right. Like Sharp Bundy, he never got that tag team partner, I think. I don't Kirsten think really, if they're saying, well, he needs this, he needs that, then it's not looking so good for him, is it? Maybe get some Cub Scouts. Maybe they could go door to door. Right now, wrestling fans, we're going to go to a special interview. Me and Gene Oakland, along with the former world tag team champions. Some strange things, uh, Gorilla Monsoon, happening involving snakes. Johnny Valiant, I don't think that's your trip, is it? It's no? luscious Johnny V. Snakes. No, not a snake, man. But I'll tell you what. Listen, I'm talking to you. i tell you what. Speaking of snakes, there was two in the grass up there, pal, in Chicago. <laughs> that made you jump, though. That's good. Speaking of Chicago, there's nothing. I'll tell Greg, you the Hammer Valentine. A guy like Lou Albano, he's so low, he can walk and eat the snake with a And Brutai, brother Brutai. I'm talking to you out there, bulldogs, pals. You two limeys, you. Sure you got lucky. Sure you won Ooh, the But it's not over. It doesn't stop here. Someplace, sometime. And the dotted line, read the warranty, Pally. It says a return match is in order. Ooh, they get a return match. Ooh. 
exciting. Well, they didn't win, did they? If they got one. He started it at too low a pitch. I can't exactly say what's on my mind. Give it a bit of heart. Come on, Brutai. Oh, now he's getting excited. You know, no matter how many times Beefcake, Valiant and myself have proven ourselves as the World Tag Team Champions, it's like the old song by Bob Seger, Against the Wind. It seems like we're just running against the wind one more oh. time. We have to a cultural reference. again and again and again. But you understand, we are prepared to do it. The Beefer is prepared to do it. He's made a lot of people famous in the World Wrestling Federation by hurting them. And so the Beefer. And the British Bulldog. I didn't last it, the Beefer. Doesn't sound right, does it? No. And now we're no, he doesn't. That fame away. Well, you come up with a good point. I've heard that old expression, running against the wind. I think that's what it is, yes, right? We had to redo it. I've heard that expression, running against the wind. That's what that's what it is, right? Yeah, you didn't quite get it right. So, uh, oh, Jake versus Scott McGee. We're back that's what's coming up. Earlier on, Bobby Heenan, uh, we heard the interview with Jake the Snake Roberts and Mean Gene Okerlund. And the Snake gave some credit to young Scotty McGee. And then at the same, with the same breath, he said that he's going to go out there and humiliate him. Well, the Snake is probably the most confident athlete in professional wrestling day that I've ever seen. And I like the way he handles that snake. I like the way he does that DDT. But you don't like the snake. Well, you keep saying that. I'm not a Let's go down to Jake the Snake and Scotty McGee. Scotty McGee never really made it, did he? In the WWF. But um, Jake did. Oh, yes, one of my favorite wrestlers. Oh yes, Stone Mountain, Georgia. Come on, Jake. Come on, Jake the Snake, Robert Alberts. It won't though, will it? Because when he wins, and he will in this match, surely it will be out. Damien will be out later, and I, for one, want to see it. It's not arm drag throw from McGee. I've seen that very often, do you? He's taken a couple of uh, throws there. Andre throws, he just smiles at McGee. I love that stuff. Look at the boots on Jake Roberts. It's snakeskin boots. Any idea that got to cost him the thousands of dollars. Roberts right now, the aggressor. There they are. Oh, he held that slam quite nicely. It wasn't a vertical slam, but he just held him in the position, did Jake? For just a few seconds, that was lovely. On the hand of Scott McGee. Roberts with a uh, shoulder block. Scott McGee going for Sunset Flint. Roberts McGee came right back, caught up with a vicious body slam. Oh, body throw from McGee. 
Blimey, he's got the power, hasn't he? He's got the um chick 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 chicky dum chick chick. He's got the did it, did it, did it, did it, burr, did it, did it, did it, did it, burr. Jake's bailed, not very happy about it. He doesn't like being slammed, well, who would? His opponent, knowing what might happen to him should he be defeated, has got to psych him out to some degree. Well, I would have thought it might make him try to win. What was that? He psychology. For the bag. What's he going to do with the bag? Right I don't now, think I want to know. Yes. Right now, Scott McGee applying the pressure, working on that wrist of Jake the Snake Roberts. Jake's begging off. Oh, that was a that was so very well actually. Big forearm, well, actually uppercut from uh, from McGee, but um, so very well by Jake. Roberts comes up, McGee goes right to his feet, trying to keep the upper hand, the leverage. That's what he wanted to avoid. You see the height advantage very clearly that Jake Roberts has over McGee. From a purely leverage standpoint, strength being equal, Roberts would have a vast advantage, Jack. Roberts lifting the knee to the midsection. That took its toll. Swinging wildly again. Look at that. Cross body block. Well, McGee's got speed, you know. That high cross body was pretty good, really. Jake's slowing it down. Beg it off in the corner. Great psychology from Jake. He is a wiry individual. I would agree with that. Well done. And as I mentioned... And I don't mean to sound redundant or repetitious, but he really possesses a lot of speed in that ring for a man his size. We talked earlier about whether Roberts raises snakes or not. It, it almost, and again, he keeps eyeing that bag at ringside. Oh, that wasn't a punch. That was a punch line. That was a real punch under the chin from Jake to, to Mr. McGee. Scott must have really felt that one. If you notice during the match, so many times, Roberts, when he's... Nice gut buster. That was lovely from Jake. He really knew what he was doing, didn't he? In the ring. Well, still does, obviously, but doesn't do any work in the ring these days. It's that management, of course. Reverse atomic drop being applied by Roberts. I'll tell you, there, uh, there are very few men that could get up from, from a damaging maneuver like that, but McGee right now is maneuver. He did not get up. Jake Roberts, Jake the Snake, just pulled him up. Referee now checking to make sure he doesn't slip that down into a chokehold. He's got a bit of a, he's got a, bit of a sleeper on here, Jake. Scott McGee's trying to get to the ropes. That's quite nice, actually. He's really crawling nicely, slowly. 
Oh, Scott was going for the bag. Was it Scott? Did Scott reach for the bag? I don't know if it's perhaps Jack. I think it could be a salute almost. Thought he did. Almost a voodoo cult where he feels he gains the strength from some serpentine power. Serpentine power. Oh, get you with your serpentine power. Blimey. And I'll court Finn, he says. Serpentine power. Good name for a heavy metal band, isn't it? Serpentine power. We are serpentine power. And this is called The Abyss Opens. Etc, etc. Reaching back for something extra that time. Roberts, I think, dropped his guard just enough. Driving up the hair. Scott McGee just pulled him down to the mat by his hair there. And now he's giving him a nice. Oh, that's, that's a very. He drove him down with that back suplex. Back suplex driver, I reckon. And now he's on the second rope. And oh, that's a nice knee drop from McGee. That's very nice. Referee with a two count. Roberts able to break it. Oh, I just caught him with that DDT. Crowd have popped for that. That's it. Yeah, it came out of nowhere though, actually. He didn't prepare for it because it wasn't, it's not designated as finishing yet, I suppose. They didn't call it the DDT and uh, the commentary team. And, um, it was still fantastic that and got the pin from it. And here comes Damien. That's gotta be a python. Or is it a boa? I don't know and I don't wanna know. Quite sweet. how is this? This is incredible. I'll tell you, Gene Taylor, the ring announcer looking down at us. I have to go in the ring and I'll put it around put it around his his neck now. Yeah, you got to, got, to, got to position it, haven't you, Jake? I don't think Damien's all that interested, really. I don't think he's that keen, to be honest. I hate just there, didn't we? Just before we see the blood coming out of the mouth of Scott McGee. I wonder if he's got a blood capsule in there. There wasn't a lot of blood, but it's a bit. It's a great gimmick. Well, it says they can't believe what they're seeing, the crowd, and they take you to the crowd. They seem quite comfortable with it, actually. They don't seem too bothered. They're not disgusted. They're not running away or anything in fear. They seem quite happy. Yes. Look at the speed of Roberts. Boom. 
Lovely DDT. He saw the opening and he went right for it. Exactly. Driving it. Well, he laid that DDT on him in a hurry. Ah, Guerrero calls it the DDT. That was his pat no, that's for sure. You know, I cornered Jay. DDT, yes, the patent with the DDT. DDT, I'm calling it DDT, DDT. You say you know it's called the DDT. Recently here on Saturday night's main event. He had a little confrontation with one Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in which he applied that same DDT only on the concrete floor. Well, Steamboat, that's using your head. That's what I always say about Ricky Steamboat. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. And then his uh, wife went to the back, I remember. She ran back to see how her husband was doing. Why not? Well, I imagine who else would care about him. You could, the whole building, you could smell that coconut or pineapple please, juice below please. the floor. Ricky the Dragon sustained a slight... Do you know, it's back. not really good. That's not quite right, is it? Bobby should be happy with it, but blimey. We'll be back right after this. Oh, yeah, Hercules Hernandez versus Tony Atlas. Two big fellas. It should be good. Or not, as the case may be. Tremendous matchup coming right up now here on Primetime Wrestling. Hercules Hernandez... Mr. USA, Tony Atlas. You know, if they added Ulysses and a couple other guys, Euripides and a few other guys, it could be a real Greek mythology there. You know anything about Greek mythology? <clears throat> no, I don't like them restaurants. I'll tell you what I like, though. <laughs> My most important thing I like. I, like <laughs> I don't like the restaurants. Dear me. Yeah, the guy who steals everyone's money. Let's go down to ringside at the Joe Louis Arena right now for this tremendous matchup in progress. Well, the match is in progress. I haven't even seen it start. This is uh, Hercules with the long hair, the, the unwieldy hair. Atlas looks slightly bigger to me, to me actually. The crowd appreciating it. Very dedicated young man, this Tony Atlas. You said you called it earlier, Hercules Hernandez. Test of strength. For test of strength, and right in the center of the ring. Here we go. Test of strength. Oh, Hercules has got the upper hands. And there comes Atlas. It's a classic test of strength where one gets the upper hand and the other one does. Oh, Hercules. Boot to the belly. Or rather the abs. In the case of Tony. Hernandez right now. Another test of strength. Crowd beginning to chant, Tony, Tony, urging Mr. USAI. They are actually getting a chant, that's nice. Tony coming up now. Yeah, Tony's now on top. Now the test of strength in his favour. He's got enormous triceps, Tony Atlas. Tony Atlas, massive. Tony picking him up, atomic drop. Oh, he sold that atomic drop, and then there's just a punch to the face. <laughs> now Hernandez coming back. Oh, crikey, that was a deep atomic drop. It caused Tony Atlas to flip off his knee and, uh, and land full, full back on the mat. Forward atomic drop. It's quite tough, that. Tony Atlas feels his stomach is up in his chest area. Hernandez with a big boot, another boot. Tony Atlas hurting right now. 
the crowd sensing it. Haymaker out of right field. Big punches from Hercules. Tony Atlas right to the mat. Hard right hand to the side of the jaw. Drops the leg and elbow combination. Look at that. Wow. That's the kick out. strength of Mr. USA, Tony Atlas. Tony picked him right up and moved him aside. Big dudes. Tony is reeling right now. He's hurting. As Hernandez continues the assault. Oh, Hernandez is, uh, is punching Atlas, but Atlas. He seems to be finding some energy from somewhere, Gorilla. Calling that tremendous strength of his. Caught him that time. Back of the neck. There's a choke. Breaking the eyes as well. Referee Cashman warning Hernandez. Now, it's right there, Jack. <laughs> Not a great headbutt from Tony, to be honest. But did his job. For whatever reason, to wait, talk to the referee, say something to the crowd, and gave Atlas that needed second or two to regain the moment. Fast punches, double chop, headbutt. Oh, it's a good combo. It's a flurry. A flurry, I tells you, from Mr. USA. Nice suplex from Tony. Delivered very well. Of one Mr. USA, Tony Atlas. Oh, Tony tried for the drop kick that time. Nobody home. No water in the pool. Tony may have telegraphed it just a fraction of a second too early. Hernandez turned saw it was just able to catch that top rope and hold on. Tony meeting nothing was up in the air, came down hard on his back, was expecting to make contact and not ready to land the way he did. But now look at the strength. Fernandez Fireman's carry from Hercules Hernandez. He's back towards the rope so that um, so that Tony can grab hold of the top rope. And then just sort of dumped him off. Oh the ref, of course, the ref's telling him to break it. To get complete control of that tremendous backbreaker. Could he had him up on top though. Had him up, but he could not quite get enough leverage. Couldn't get him centered on his shoulders. Tony Atlas, you said, held onto the ropes and may have prolonged this. Hercules, Hercules had to give him two punches match. to the back there because the first one, Atlas didn't sell at all. Oh, slide down the back. And the. No, he didn't get the pin. Evidently, he got the three count. The ref didn't say he got the three count. Evidently, he did get the three count. There's the bell. The ref didn't look like he gave him the three count. He looked like he gave him a two count there. He sort of slid down the back and rolled him up, you know. It's a bit of a strange finisher, really. I expected that there would be a definitive end to that. But never mind, maybe they're living to fight another day as two big dudes who will have a feud. Dudes with the feuds. Will certainly move Mr. USA up the rankings of the World Wrestling Federation. 
but the competition just gets tougher Hercules and tougher each and every run you climb. Hercules Hernandez still. I don't think I've ever seen him happy in the WWF. I'll tell you, that was a grueling match, Ken. Not only was it physical, but from the Wasn't he Super Destroyer? Hercules, wasn't he? Let's pick up the, uh, I think he was, you know. Anyway, you'll tell me if he wasn't, won't you? You listening people, let me know. Let's have a look, here comes the instant replay. Well, it was a three count. It just looked like it wasn't. Okay, the referee didn't really do the ring the bell sign, you know. Your dear friend, the fashion plate, Freddie Blassie. Has to be bent out of shape about that time. He was kicking out at the count of three. Just before he wasn't came, even there, Freddie Blassie. It was a at the time. The count. I have to agree with you. Fine. Here's one thing I can't agree with you on. I have in front of me here the latest edition of the World Wrestling Federation magazine. Oh, I used to get that. It was terrible. But I used to get it. It had all those great wrestlers in that I revered. Look who's got the feature story. The mouth of the south. Mouth of the south. Well, I'm not going to knock anybody. You're not trying to cause trouble between me and Jimmy Hart. Now, the reason he's in that Where, magazine... Where's your story? Well, wait a minute. I'm going to tell you about this. I have okay. a surprise for everybody. Great. See, Jimmy Hart manages Hoss Funk, Jimmy Terry Jack, Funk, Terry. Jimmy Jack, Terry, right. Hart, Night Hart, Adorable Adrian. He has six men. They're devoting a lot of time. I'm going to do a centerfold next oh. month. A centerfold? Oh, the centerfold next move. <laughs> oh, Bobby. Now it's the uh, it's the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov versus the Killer Bees or the Killer Fleas, if you like. Oh, <laughs> Bobby's just ripping certain pages out of the magazine that he doesn't like. Against a team rapidly rising here in the World Wrestling Federation, the Killer Bees. I'm not in this thing any place. I told you. I'm not in this thing, as he says. I can't believe South got the feature. No, no, I gotta be in here. Let's go now to the Joe Lewis Arena tremendous tag team competition. There. No, you're not there. Let's wait a minute. Wait a minute. I wonder if the Killer Bees will do their puts masks on. Where are they allowed to put masks on all of a sudden in a match? Where are they allowed to do that? Yes. Nice one, yeah. <laughs> Giving the bird to the fans. Are we going to have it, No? Oh, shame. Oh, yes. B. Brian. So I'm telling an extraordinary story about Matt Bourne in the uh, recent. Dark Side of the Ring episode. B. Brian Blair and Jumping Jim Brunzel. The Killer Bees. There's a bloke in, a bloke in the crowd putting thumbs down to the Killer Bees. Oh dear. Didn't need to see that, did we? They're a great tag team. Oh, don't, don't show him. He doesn't like them. <laughs> what do you mean, absolute classic? Sure about that. It will be a big win for either team. I'm not sure it will. Killer Bees are just getting going, aren't they? And uh, Volkov and uh, the Iron Sheik are probably... Well, uh, oh. What's a cast? Jim Brunzel's Jim got a cast in the ring. Broken his hand. Shouldn't be wrestling. 
Use that as a weapon, Carly. Come on, WWF, what are you doing? Well, I think the other team should be worried about that, to be honest. Oh, he's great, Cosro Davari. But he was great. Shane, such a, such a, such a shock, such a shame. This passing recently. Knew exactly what he was doing in the wrestling ring. Trying to spit at the American flag. The Iron Sheik. Hang you in the fans of bird again. He won't engage. USA chant. They're both in now. Nikolai and the Iron Sheik aren't happy about that. Simple heat for all that, of course. He's got some abs. As the Iron Sheik, I'll tell you that. He was. Certainly was. It's quite good, the wrestling skill of the Iron Sheik and the speed of B. Brian Blair. I like that. <coughs> good, little, uh, good little fight, this. Brian just, just smacked Nikolai Volkov on the outside. He wasn't doing anything. He wasn't coming in or anything. He didn't deserve that. Do you know? Naughty. Brunzel lifted him with that atomic drop with the cast. What? He's going to come. And now he's got a, um, he's got a, he's got a headlock with the cast. Don't let him do that. Now, even oh, there, Jack, know. you'd have to question just how much of a close grip Jim Brunzel can take with that broken That's hand. It, how much right. pressure it'll absorb. Exactly. It's got to hamper. It's got to hamper him somewhat. But Jimmy, the great competitor that he is, he'll go at it. Oh, look at this! Now, that's Sheik going to deliver the boot to Jim Brunzel. Miscut his partner Nikolai Volkov in the shoulder. That's something you don't see too often. It is. So you see very, very often somebody going to one one member holding another and then kicking or punching his opponent because the other one's gone. Something you see a lot in wrestling, a lot. Hot and heavy. It is quite fast moving, actually. You know. Again, the tag, Caught him good too. Come on, knees to the hamstring. 
Now it's jumping Jim Brunzel. Look at that, applying the pressure as he works. Oh, beautiful takeover. As he applied the pressure to that left it's leg. Working the, the leg, Brunzel. Not sure why. I don't think. Don't think Iron Sheik's injured it or anything. Make a wish. Oh, they pulled those legs. Ow. But in comes Nikolai to distract the ref. Who's telling him to get out. He's got a five count to get out of there. I think he counted seven. Here comes the figure four. It's not great from uh, from jumping Jim Bronzo, but it's there. Here comes Nikolai to break it up. Close to their corner, so they can tag out at any time. Keep them away from Volkov. All right, the Iron Sheik pulling out the hair right now. There's a tag. Here comes Nikolai Volkov, the big Russian. Headbutt to the sternum from Volkov. Volkov running away right now. Oh, you see now the Iron Sheik is in and he's counting him, the referee, but he doesn't see the pin. Oh, that's heinous heel teamwork from Volkov and the Iron Sheik. Certainly have. And it seems to pay off for them. I can't really think he'll win this actually. It should be the killer B, shouldn't it? But Ooh. Brunzel's head straight into that curly toed boot of the Iron Sheik. As a guy at ringside waving the American flag and wagging his finger, Hulk Hogan like. He is a real American. But put the right Oh, there's a bear hog from Volkov. It slipped down now. Oh. The upper hand right now, Nikolai Volkov, but up to that point, the Killer Bees certainly giving the former World Wrestling Federation Tag Team Champions everything they wanted and more. Here we go, back in. Well, we're back, and it's time to figure out whether Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Cheek, who have looked very lethargic, can pull this one out. It's a very important stone for them to step if they expect to get a chance to get the title back in their own. No, it's Let's not. It's the Killer the Bees. They're not a top team, are they, at this time? They were never enormous, were they? They were never right at the top of the wrestling WWF pantheon, were they? I think. Double nugget knocker. Ooh, that B Brian Blair. Jack Reynolds, Killer B's having the best of this one. Oh, 
Now, right there, outside the ring, that's the teamwork you talked about. The Iron Sheik referee didn't see it. Quick knee to the back of B. Brian Blair. But, oh! Tried to lift him. Good knee and shift him. Pick him up. Barkov fell straight on top of B. Brian there. It's not a great match, it has to be said. The only good thing about it is the shenanigans from the Sheik and uh, and Nikolai, to be honest. They've got quality here, but the um, it's a nice clothesline from the Iron Sheik. Oh, he spat on him. Yeah, you see the crowd hate that. And there he is, flexing. That was nice. A very nice suplex for the Iron Sheik. And here we go. I think he's going to put it on. Here it comes. It's the camel clutch. And actually, he puts it on just as well as Sarge. No, 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 says Blair. He's not tapping. Not yet, anyway. Oh, Brunzel smacked him on the back of the head with that cast. With the cast. No wonder Iron Sheik sold it so so largely. But it was with the cast. He didn't have to do it at all. Here comes that abdominal stretch. I'm glad that's coming back, you know. He's done it rather well there, the Sheik. Really well. Looking at the crowd while he does it. Gesticulated to them. That's nice. You can see he is. He's one of the masters. Oh, Blair. Hit tossed him out of it and hit. Well, he he, he almost hit an elbow. In fact, he almost missed. I think he just grazed him, to be honest. Hot tag, hot tag for B. Brian. No, cut off by the Sheik. Once again, pulling the trunks, trying to get him up there. Look at that, a reverse. Ooh, that was nice reversal suplex from B. Brian. Now they both need a tag. Getting better this match. When he could have tagged the Iron Sheik, he just didn't. He waited for Jim Brunzel to come in. Now Brunzel's spitting on the Sheik. Naughty gent. Clothesline with that cast. The cast. No, you don't keep the Iron Sheik down like that. Even if you are wearing a cast. Nice, nice drop kick that was sold well by the Sheik there from Brunzel. It's all broken down this one, Gorilla. They're all in there. Volkov's been, been knocked out of the ring. They're going to double team the Iron Sheik. Oh, it's a sleeper with the cast. Do you know, it's really egregious that, isn't it? Because you can get more, it's hard, it's a hard item, so you can, it's like, it's like choking somebody with a lead pipe, isn't it? You wouldn't allow that, would you? 
submission hold, but again here with that cast wrapped around. Oh, the Iron Sheik. He's fading. He's fading. Volkov trying to get in there. Here comes Nikolai. Oh, double axe handle off the second rope. Old school move. Oh, and that's your pin. <laughs> the Sheik got him with it with that. After after the double axe handle off the top. Well, second rope even. And the Killer Bees are bested. They are bested by Nikolai the Iron Sheik. That was a, a double axe handle off the second rope. Got the pin with that. Quite sure that flies. Still, there we are. It got better that match. And then we had a very poor ending. Quite right. If you missed it, here's the end of the match. Clearly, Volkov coming off the second rope. You can see the referee is back to the action. Now he turns around, finds the Iron Sheik covering Jim Brunzel. Double axe handle to the back. The count of three and Jack. Well, the Killer Bees certainly don't have to feel bad about that, Bobby. That was a real Pearl Harbor job. No. What? Miscarriage of justice. The they were both double-teaming. I, I call it cheating. I, don't care you know, I beg to differ with you. I had a chance to look at this uh, latest magazine here from the World Wrestling But You are in here. I'm you're right in there. Here. Yes. I've looked all through it. I'm not well, in that uh, magazine. I found you. You're right here in the magazine in a position that you're usually in. Ah, there's a picture of, uh, of, yeah, of Heenan trying to get out of the cage looking at looking at Hulk Hogan. Just hold on one second. Bear with me for one second. Take a look at the kisser on that and tell me that that is not you. Oh, yes. Champion, oh, wait a you. minute. Now, wait a minute. Let me see that. He's being thrown You're to there. the corner. You're there, Bobby. In all your By Hogan. On, on. That's not me. <laughs> and there you have it. Up next, more prime time. Or they're going to wrap it up, aren't they? They're going to wrap it up. Well, wrestling fans, that wraps up another week. Yeah, that's right. Wrap it up. so quickly, Bobby, when you have such fantastic matches. And good guests. Well, that helps, yes, it certainly does. The only part of the program that I really didn't like and really wasn't too thrilled about was Fuji Vice. That was my favorite part of the program. That's obvious, yes. I could sit back and watch it all night, get some nice popcorn, maybe a nice lemonade. Yeah. Lemonade! Be nice lemonade. Direct from what's becoming rapidly a mecca for professional wrestling, Toronto's Maple Leaf Gardens. Ooh. Of course, we're going to have our classic feature from some 10 years ago, Special Midget Match. Oh. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure about that. Oh, dear. Because there's little guys in there. It's definitely not a short match. Don't oh, well. Forget, wrestling fans. Every Wednesday, there's something to look forward to. Well, that was prime time. 1986. Not ideal. But then none of them have been so far. Great to see Gorilla and Heenan, though. And I also have good news for you. Go ahead. Lay it Everybody out there. Go ahead. Give it Next week, I'll be back right here. Do make sure you do what you do right. Due to a diminishing number of requests, Bobby the Brain or Weasel, as as you'd like to have it, pick your choice. We'll you join like us again it? next week here on Prime Time <laughs> Until then, Gorilla Monsoon for the Brain, saying so long until next week. Great. Great. That was a pretty good, well, matches weren't great, but the banter was good. At times. Can't wait to see what happens next week. Well, apart from the special match. Oh, blimey. Ta-ta.